Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, and I'm here with my first cup of coffee. <laughs> and it's yummy. I've gone back to the half and half. I was like, fuck the soy milk, right? <laughs> that was too hard to go back. And my coffee shop, I think I mentioned, um, doesn't even have soy milk anymore because apparently soy milk's way too evil. So at any rate, today is Monday, January 6th. 2020. We'll have to uh, pay attention to a, a point. I stopped mentioning what year it is. <laughs> um, but today is the Christian Epiphany, or Twelfth Night, if you are into Shakespeare, as probably most of my listeners are. <sighs> I'm settling into my chair here and looking out down the Galisteo Basin. So I'm feeling good. Feeling good today. I probably sound better. I took the weekend off. Um, I got some work done on Friday and then hit the big nope. And so I just took the weekend off. And I'd been thinking I would take down the Christmas decorations, but even that felt like uh, just too much to do. So I did the laundry and I got the house cleaned up. But I've left the decorations up, and I'm just going to take them down when I uh, finish this book, which should happen. <laughs> I know I keep saying this, but in the next couple of days, it, it's really almost there. And when I emailed my what lovely line and copy editor, Rebecca Criminisi, on, what was it, Thursday, and I said, by the way, I totally lied. Maybe I did it on Friday, and you're not getting it this Friday, and she said, oh, I thought you meant next Friday, <laughs> which of course she didn't, but that was her lovely way of telling me. She said, don't worry, we'll figure it out, we'll make it work. She's awesome, I love her. She also sent me a photo of um, an El Jefe bar with the two Fs. Jefe in um, the Portuguese, I think, is with two Fs. Otherwise, it's one F, but that is the one place where um, Hefe is actually spelled exactly like my name, which is pronounced Jeffy, though, um, for the record. I seem to be getting more and more people trying to call me Hefe these days. I think Hefe, maybe with globalization, the internet and so forth, is becoming more part of people's awareness, even if they are not in Hispanic-influenced areas of the world like I am. So, so anyway, I'm feeling good about the book. Uh, I just have um, to have the, the oomph to write through these last few scenes. Did get crit back on these so far from one of my uh, other readers from the lovely Sage Walker. So she gave me some comments. That was great. And yeah, so it'll get done. That'll get done, and I was able to get a lot of other business taken care of over the weekend, so that was good. I um, completed all of the year-end finances, got bills for January paid, of course, but also just getting all of those year-end finances out was um, its always a big effort, and I was happy to get that done. And it was very interesting because... You know, I track all of my book sales in spreadsheets, of course, which is why I'm known as the spreadsheet queen. 
and you know, so I I cr- I have to crunch all of the um, anthologies that I do with that we self-publish with other authors because I have to crunch all of those royalty numbers and keep track so that I can pay out everyone's dividends. I guess I'm in some ways like a small publisher that way. So I have to do that, but I do everything anyway so that I can track my sales and track the trends. Uh, I do keep track of my indie income versus my tradcom income separately. So I completed 2019. And it was very interesting because in 2019, um, my indie income, I think, was came out to 56% of my total income. So I often say I fluctuate between 40 to 60 either direction, trad versus indie. Um, I am very solidly hybrid this year. I hit closer to 50% than, well, I don't know. I, it, it seems like it's skewed one way or the other. This year it was 56%. But the most noteworthy thing was that, and I don't know why this trend had not really jumped out to me before, but this year it was like, oh, wow. Because I've been keeping track of my income since, um, I think, 2012. And when I went to being a full-time writer uh, at the end of 2015, my income jumped hugely from 2015 to 2016. Um, Let's see if I can bring up these numbers I'm giving you. I'm going to give you guys actual numbers because I do think that it's useful for people to to know those numbers. Uh, I do have to go against my ingrained, uh, you never talk about money thing. But this is, um, I think, really useful for people to know what the actual finances look like. So, I'm waiting for this massive workbook to load. Okay, so um, 2015, oh, I've been tracking it since 2010. So back in 2010, I made (laughs) (laughs) $1,180.12. And for 2010, 2011, and 2012, it was between, yeah, I mean, I went up to like $2,000. $2,000, oh, $2,600 in 2011 and 2012 I was back down to 1700 and then I had a nice jump to 2013 which was when I got my first trad deal and this is before I was self-publishing too these were all trad sales so you know like I was publishing with Karina and you know making a couple thousand dollars a year and of course I still had my full-time career so I had that but um you know it was not rolling in the money so then in 2013, I jumped up to almost $10,000. And that was because I got the trad book deal and some other things going. And in 2015, it went up by half again to about 15000 So I thought, well, that's a good trend. You know, if I could keep increasing by half again each year. But end of 2015, I got laid off from the day job and decided to see if I could make it as a full-time writer. So, and that was when I got very serious about self-publishing. And as I've mentioned, self-publishing is now close to half my income, 
more or less, depending on the year. But for 2016, 2018, and 2019, and it's kind of startling if you look at it on the graph, but I don't think I'll publish the graph. I made almost the exact same amount of money in all of those years. And it is about $40,000, give or take. Um, 2017, I made considerably more than that, um, almost 53000 in 2017. But that's because that was the year that I got the St. Martin's three-book deal. And when you get your three-book deal, you get half of the advance right off the top. So that's pretty much entirely accounted for by that half advance that I got at the end of 2017. So if I had not gotten that, that year would have been exactly the same. It would have been right at about $40,000. So while I count myself lucky, because um, Jim Hines does an annual report on, he did in 2016, he, well, sorry, I Finish your sentences, Jeffy. <laughs> in 2016, he did a uh, survey of authors and what they were making. And he does an annual report on his income. And I'll link to that in the show notes because it's good stuff. Um, Jim Hines, if you don't know, uh, had a really shitty 2019 because his wife had cancer and she died. And so he actually managed to do the what the death of the spouse does to your author income post. <laughs> um, so, you know, go buy Jim's books. He deserves a boost. And they're funny. Um, and he's a good guy. <laughs> so anyway, um, one of the things that Jim found from his 2016 survey was that of all the authors he surveyed, um, the median was 17000 a year, which means that half of everybody is making less than 17000 And of course, there were a few up at the very high end making, um, I think he had someone making over a million and a couple of people making over 100000 But, you know, it's a very dramatic bell curve. So for me, with my 40000 I am definitely on the high end with of the you know way above the median so you know yay for me 40,000 is um not easy to live on especially for two people to live on if david had a salary we'd probably be fine but i found it startling that it is that i i don't know why i didn't notice before that it was that consistent i guess um Probably that spike in 2017 made it look like it was going up and up. And then in 2018, I saw only, oh, well, it went down. Well, shoot. And that's exactly why I said, well, shoot. <laughs> but then with 2019 coming out at exactly the same is really kind of remarkable. And I have heard um, various economists and so forth remark on this, that that this is a very... Um, I don't know what, what word I, I don't know if I want to say reproducible, but it's an observable trend that people tend to make the same amount of money. And Amanda Palmer talked about that in her TED talk. I should link to that just in case you guys aren't familiar with it because it's um the art of asking. And she wrote the book after the TED talk, but 
that she talks about her days working as a living statue, you know, and people giving her money, and that she, as an aside, says, and by the way, that she made, um, I'm starting, I'm going to write down these links because we need to know, I need to remember to put them all in at the end. Amanda Palmer, TED Talk, there we go. What was the other thing I said I'd link to? Oh, Jim Hines. Open these links so that I remember. Uh, but she says, as an aside, for the economists listening, that you will discover that um, you will be interested to know that she made pretty much the same amount of money week in and week out. And there's a lot of theories behind this, but it can be um, somewhat discouraging if one would like to be making more than 40000 a year. And that's for me being a pretty solidly mid-list author. I have never been a New York Times bestseller. I have never sold a movie option. So if I were to kick up to the next level, that's probably what would be involved. And Grace Draven and I have been talking uh, a lot lately about how we can work smarter. She was, um, I think she posted about this. But we definitely, um, both of us feel like we are working to our maximum capacity. It's not possible for us to write faster or more than we're doing. So we're trying to look at ways that we can be smarter about how we're doing things. So one thing I am looking at is what can I do to uh, boost up that income if I want to be able to stay a full-time writer? And, you know, it's possible. I'm just going to have to get the day job. Um, and I think I've figured out how I can keep up with reasonably the same amount of writing production and have the day job. But it would be ideal if I can figure out how to boost this writing income, really kick things up. So I'm working on a few things that way. And we'll see how they work out. I, I'm not sure how much I want to share because I think that there's... um, Yeah... You know, it's a sort of that idea of be careful of giving your fire away. If you talk too much about a thing, you can kind of mess it up. So, but if you all have suggestions, um, I'm, I'm open to hearing things. I've been reading a little bit of um, Dale Carnegie's stuff. I always say Carnegie. I think, you know, people say like Carnegie Hall, but one of my college roommates was from Cleveland, which is, of course, where Carnegie is from. And she would say Carnegie. And I don't know if that was like her weird accent or I should probably look up what's right. But I always say Carnegie and people look at me funny. It's all Hallie's fault. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm excited about this sort of punching things up and seeing if we can move the needle on that. And I, I don't want to do it by advertising because... For a couple of those years, David was putting was in charge of doing advertising, and he was putting a fair amount of money into advertising. And in 2019, I paid 
absolutely nothing, and probably maybe most of 2018. Uh, but I know for sure 2019, I paid nothing for advertising. So clearly, that did not change where the needle sat. So that's not what I'm going to do, but I am going to figure out some other things. So here we are. By January 6th, I'm finally ready to kick off some uh, some new impetus for the new year. <laughs> I needed that downtime. I needed a little bit of um, well refilling, right? So um, reminding you all that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. You can find more podcasts that you will love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.